In the middle of the night in Belmont County, Ohio, there was a knock at the door and a killer on the other side. They kicked my dad's door in where my dad had heard some rumblings outside so he had gotten out of bed, was walking to the door, hadn't quite made it to the door yet. When the door was kicked in, one kill shot to my dad's head and the men ran and left. That's Madison McGee, daughter of J.C. McGee, who was murdered. Since his death, the case has turned ice cold. They didn't even enter the house. How did they get to my dad's house? Why would they get to go to my dad's house? And a kill shot is very different than shooting someone because you're spooked that they're at the door. Madison is on a mission to uncover answers and help solve the murder case of her dad. Investigators, you're on deadline. From the Hollywood Hills to your ear holes, this is True Crime Deadline. A podcast discussing cold cases, murder mysteries, and completely random thoughts. Now, here's your host, a man who stands in front of crime scene tape and talks on the TV box for a living, Mr. Mystery himself, Matt Johnson. Investigators, thank you for joining me for another episode in Season 5 of True Crime Deadline with yours truly, Matt Johnson. I can't believe we have five seasons already. Thank you to all the podcast listeners around the world. It's been an amazing ride. I mean, we've won and been nominated for People's Choice Podcast Awards. We continue to chart around the globe, including Australia, Canada, England, Italy, and right here in U.S., Remember, please hit subscribe, give it a five-star, tell a true crime friend, and write a review. Speaking of, we'll share a review at the end of this episode, which takes place in Ohio, Belmont County, the east side of the state that borders West Virginia. There are creeks and rolling hills. On Wikipedia, someone wrote, all available area is devoted to agriculture. So there's historic homes, painted barns, red-covered bridges, very Americana. About 70,000 people called the county seat home in the 2000 census, which is right around the time that this murder took place. On July 11, 2002, John Cornelius McGee, known to everyone as J.C., was shot and killed in the doorway of his house. His daughter Madison McGee was only six years old at the time when this happened. Tell me about your dad. How do you remember him? Uh, I mean, very vaguely, I was six, um, but I do remember he was funny, um, very like artsy musical. Um, He was very strict with my sister, but didn't feel as strict with me. And I guess that's like, my sister was 16 and I was like a little kid. So I guess like, I kind of was, I got like a little bit more like lenient um, treatment. Like I felt like I kind of got whatever I wanted just because like I was younger and like a kid versus my sister who was in like a rebellious stage. Like, no, you can't hang out with those people. No, you can't do that. And so I do remember that and kind of feeling like, I mean, at the time I was the youngest. So I do kind of feel like I was the younger child in that situation. And I remember him kind of being a little bit more, um, lenient with me. Um, but he was really funny Um, I do remember him having a lot of friends and being really charming. 
Um, and even I felt like I was really charmed by him because he wasn't always around. Like I lived with my mom about two and a half hours away. So I feel like there are situations where kids are in that position and they kind of resent the parent that they don't see all the time. But I definitely felt like my dad had a charm where like, if I ever did feel that way, the moment I saw him, it was like, oh, no, never mind. Like, he's so cool and like way cooler than my mom. And like, I don't know. I just always kind of felt like that with him. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are kind of just really vague. I remember like, he really wanted me to play basketball. So he would like try to teach me how to like dribble a basketball. And I was like, not, I'm not athletic at all. So that never happened. But yeah, those are just kind of like really little moments and memories that I have that I'll, I'll never forget. Police classified the crime as a home invasion gone wrong. You see, J.C. was a police informant who helped lead to a lot of people in handcuffs. He was a former drug dealer, but might not have been the prime target. On the night of his murder, armed men allegedly kicked in the door of the house next door, the home of J.C.'s sister and her son. Then they kicked down his door, shot him in the head with a shotgun, and ran off. So tell me exactly the overview of the case. This is what happened according to the police. So, on the morning of July 11th, 2002, my dad's sister, who lived next door to my dad, her house was broken into. And her son, Omar, was there with his girlfriend, Kim. And the three of them were in the house, and four-ish men broke into their house, tied them up with phone cords, this is 2002, and laid them flat on the ground, put blankets over their heads, poured rubbing alcohol on them, and said that they were gonna light them on fire if they didn't give them money. Now this money was supposedly in a safe that was in the house somewhere, according to these guys. They couldn't find it, and after about 35 minutes, they took Omar outside, and they ended up at my dad's house. Now there's something that happened in these five minutes outside that the police speculate could have been Omar saying, we don't have money, but maybe my uncle JC has money, or they just somehow ended up at my dad's house. They kicked my dad's door in, where my dad had heard some rumblings outside, so he had gotten out of bed, was walking to the door, hadn't quite made it to the door yet. When the door was kicked in, one kill shot to my dad's head, and the men ran and left. So that is like the police's report version of the story. My version of the story is a lot different because I have a lot of questions. First being, if they were robbing Omar and Pearl's house, why didn't they steal anything from my dad's house? They've now shot dead the only adult in the home and they didn't run in and grab anything at all. That's weird if they were looking for money they didn't even enter the house. How did they get to my dad's house? Why would they get to go to my dad's house? And a kill shot is very different than shooting someone because you're spooked that they're at the door. So I don't know. And I mean, to do it once, there weren't multiple. It just, there's so many questions about motive here is very unclear based on the way that things happened and what didn't happen, them stealing anything. That not happening 
really changes the pace of was this really a home invasion? Were they really trying to get money? Like they didn't get any money and they killed someone. That's so bizarre. Since her father's death, Madison has been on a mission to find his killer. During the pandemic, she decided to use her TV producer skills and start a podcast where she dives into the case. Um, Ice Cold Case is a podcast where I, Madison McGee, dive into the murder of my dad, J.C. McGee, which was a very mysterious, questionable murder that happened in Belmont County, Ohio in 2002 and has remained unsolved ever since. How did you first get the idea to do your own podcast and try to be a, I don't know, a a sleuth on your own? (laughs) Yeah, Nancy Drew. Um, I really kind of came up with it just from watching this be done before, watching other people solve cases through podcasting, documentaries. Uh, One of my favorite shows growing up was America's Most Wanted. And so this idea that if other people were sort of on the lookout for things and clues and diving in themselves, maybe a case would get solved. And so with my background in production kind of combined with my membership in the True Crime Fan Club, I knew that this was sort of the natural progression of what I needed to do for my own personal case. And it took a while for me to actually get to that point. But once I started, I realized that there was a lot of traction that could really start growing here. And now, I mean, that's sort of manifested itself. What kind of reaction have you gotten from it? Depends on who you're talking about from friends and fans of the genre and random people online. It's been super welcoming. Um, Everyone has been so supportive and really down to do anything that they can to help. I've gotten messages from people who live in the area who are like, I drove by the house and I figured out how long it would take to get from here to like the river to potentially drop a gun. And like people have been really, really helpful kind of going through their Rolodex of their memory of being in the area. Oh, I recognize that name or I know this person's cousin, sibling, whatever. Um, There have been other people that have been not so excited that I'm doing this, but that's been helpful in its own way because it's raised a lot of red flags for me and sort of turned my attention on to why maybe they're not so excited that I'm doing this. And that's in and of itself been pretty helpful. I was reading that maybe it's some of your family members that are not so excited. And that kind of surprised me. Me too. Um, I didn't know what to expect. And I'll be honest, I wasn't super close with that side of my family. So it was, it could have gone either way. It was a surprise to me, regardless of how they were going to react, what their reaction would have been. And so I guess I just assumed and romanticized that it would be this like almost reunion of like, I didn't get to know this side of my family and now we get to rally together and solve this case and sort of have this really beautiful like Oprah moment of like getting to know my family. And in some ways that's been the case. There are family members that I either didn't know at all, still haven't met, but we've been chatting online or getting to know them through um, diving into this. And then others that are really not happy that I am sort of opening this can of worms. And in some sense, I understand 
This is deeply personal. This is a lot of private information that's coming out. Um, but in my mind, it's sort of this question of, do the means justify the ends? Is it worth putting everything out there for the world to see if it solves the case? And so I think that the, that's a personal moral decision and we all hold our own opinions on that. And so as I get deeper into this and I'm putting more out there, it's clear that our morals are conflicting in that way. And then also the question is, is there more to that? Are they covering something up that they don't want out? Or is it truly just they're not really that interested in this becoming so public? I don't know. Have you received any sort of tips that have been helpful in solving your dad's case? I go into it thinking, I hope that this leads to a dead end because I can't deal with another like path that this could have been this or this could have been this. And so I really am like, okay, how can I prove this wrong? And just trying to prove it wrong. And once I get to that point where I'm like, okay, here's some pretty clear reasons why this definitely is not true, then I move on. But sometimes it's like, oh, I can't find that thing. And then that gets thrown into the bucket of potential. And and there's been a lot of those where tips have come in and it's either helped confirm things that I was trying to confirm or it's a brand new suspect, it's a brand new name, it's a brand new scenario, and then I have to dive into it. But yeah, things have been really, really helpful. And then some people are crazy. <laughs> so you're not getting much answers from investigators right now. Maybe they're listening. Hopefully it leads to a resolution. What does getting a resolution look like for you? I had to decide that if this never went to court and this no one ever got convicted, would I be satisfied with myself? And I do feel like that is the case, but that sort of extra that I was talking about earlier would be that somehow they find the evidence that they need, whether that's physical evidence, witness testimony, um, someone who was there decides to turn on the person who pulled the trigger, um, whatever that looks like, that would be just like an absolute dream. Um, because for 21 years, that hasn't been a possibility at all until I started doing this. The podcast has been covered in People magazine. Madison had a booth at CrimeCon. I saw her there. She did a great job. And I also covered the case on Court TV. Now to the story of a daughter desperate to find answers. Madison McGee was six years old when her father was murdered. And now, 21 years later, his case still remains unsolved. Uh, for more on this case, I want to bring in Court TV crime and justice correspondent Matt Johnson. He is in the studio. Madison McGee got the idea by being a true crime fan herself, listening to other podcasts. Then in the start of the pandemic during 2020, she decided to tell her own story, dive deeper into the case and get answers in the cold case of her father. For more on the case, you can visit Ice Cold Podcast, and I'll have a link in my show notes. There has never been any arrests in the murder of J.C. McGee. Maybe you can help. Anyone with any information is encouraged to call the Belmont County Sheriff's or Crime Stoppers of the Upper Ohio Valley at 877-847-7487. Investigators, until next time. 
Thank you for investigating True Crime Deadline with Matt Johnson. For more information about the podcast, visit truecrimedeadline.com. And remember, all tips regarding a case should go to the police. Until next time. Now a post-episode shout-out to an investigator who wrote a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you. This one coming from Charlie, five stars. Unique to the genre. I really love this show, with the host having covered many of the cases from day one as a journalist. He gives an immediacy to the reporting and a retrospective that other shows lack. He also has a great voice and clear commitment to making a high-quality show. I do. I try. Thank you. Um, Again, writing reviews really helps independent podcasts like this one get noticed. We're up against networks, studios, TV channels, so thank you. It's easy, it's free. Hit five star, subscribe, tell a friend, write a review, and include your real name and your podcast if you're a podcaster. I'll include that um, in a future episode. Investigators, until next time. (laughs) 